Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Before we get started, I've got some exciting news. The eight-week ESL relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. There are limited spots, and this round is getting started on August 24th. So you want to make sure you apply as soon as possible if you're interested. And this program is for anyone who is ready to get off the dating roller coaster, improve your self-worth, learn how to make attachment theory work for you so you can show up as a securely attached woman in your dating relationships. Um, If you are ready for those things, that sounds like you, make sure you don't wait. Go apply now using the link in my bio on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching, or you can just shoot me a direct message on Instagram. And I am so excited about this. I know that whoever is part of this is going to experience some amazing growth, just as the women did who who just finished up. So I'm excited. Make sure you go apply if you know this is for you. Hey y'all, Dr. Morgan here, and I am excited. (laughs) I am excited about today's episode, Um, and I'm also not. I'm just not going to lie there. This is some vulnerable topics I chose for today, and to be honest, I sometimes will choose the topics because then I like to think about them a little bit before I come on and I do basically a live episode for you all. This is not scripted. I just have a topic and then I start talking on it. Um, But when I saw this topic, I thought, do I really want to talk about that? Has it been long enough? Is it safe? Is it okay to talk about this? Am I going to like hurt some people? Are people going to get offended? And I just thought, you know what? The name of the, (laughs) it always comes back to this. The name of the podcast is Let's Get Vulnerable And I know that there are people out there who can relate to the things that I'm about to talk about. So I know I need to talk about it. And if I hurt people, then I hope that those people come to me and tell me. (laughs) I'm all about open, honest, open, honest, direct communication. So my thought is, hey, if I've ever heard anyone, my hope is that they would come to me. So I bet y'all are wondering, okay, what are we talking about today? We are getting vulnerable. I wanted to talk about childhood trauma, the father wound, 
and then attachment theory informed healing. Whoa. <laughs> Grab your wine unless it's the morning. Get your coffee. Let's do this. Um, interesting, interesting topic. So when you all hear the father wound, what do you think of? Like what? I feel like that's a newer, it's a newer term, right? Father wound. What is that? Let's see. What does, what does, um, what does Google have to say? <laughs> oh no, focus on the family definition. Ah. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Relationship to God the Father. That is not the same. <laughs> that is not the kind of father I'm talking about. I rarely do this, but I honestly, I was, as I was recording here, I was like, wow, I wonder, I wonder how other people would describe this. Anyways, as I'm waiting for Google University, um, what I would think about the father wound is this is different for men and women, but there are some similarities in the impacts that it has. And of course I've studied this in my clinical psych degree, in my various readings and research and my work with clients, I have a lot of familiarity about what is a father wound and what are the consequences of it. And of course, I do have my own experience as well. And I think I can talk a little bit about it, which I think a lot of you can relate to, which essentially was that my father growing up um, we have a much better relationship now, but when I was growing up, it was really hard to connect with him. I did not feel seen. Sometimes, you know, I talk about this idea of being seen and I did not feel seen and I felt, I felt disconnected I felt, um, I just felt like I wasn't worthy of attention. And it, it also impacted me in terms of my self-confidence and my body image. I think I've talked at some, at some point about how that relationship with my dad impacted the way that I saw myself and my worth. Um, growing up, he placed a lot of importance on body image and not just mine, but, um, you know, he, whenever he would talk about someone, he would talk about their physical appearance first as if that was the most important thing is that you be beautiful. Um, and my dad, he really struggled with validating emotions and holding space for what was going on in my life. He was really amazing teacher. And he actually was the first person to introduce me to Tony Robbins, to introduce me to Miguel Ruiz and the Four Agreements and Wayne Dyer. And who knows if I would even be a coach if it hadn't been for those things. So my dad, he was this amazing teacher um, and at the same time, I didn't really feel emotionally understood by him. I didn't feel as though I could go to him and be validated for the struggles that I had. 
growing up. And I just didn't feel important. He worked a lot, which I know he did out of necessity, but he just wasn't really available. Whenever he was home, he was worn out. And I think what I learned, there was a lot of things I learned that I had to unlearn later, right? But some of those things were that I wasn't good enough. And another thing was I need to be beautiful. I need to be thin in order to be worthy. Um, Another unhelpful thing I learned was I need to be successful. I think I had this feeling of, wow, if I could just be beautiful and successful and um, well off financially, whatever, if I could just have all those things, then I would be good enough and then my dad would pay attention to me. That's the truth. And hey, I went and got a doctorate. Um, There's a reason for that, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons and I think I would have done it regardless but I know that at least part of it was the childhood inner wounded Morgan who felt that she needed to be something in order to be good enough and in order to be seen. And that makes me a little emotional to talk about. It's like, I know a lot of you can relate to that, right? And I know, I know that that relationship with my dad contributed to the difficulties that I had in my romantic relationships. I was constantly attracted to unavailable men. The more unavailable, the better. And it didn't matter if they appeared available, they ended up always being unavailable. And sometimes it even meant that they were married. It meant that, and by the way, I never willingly consented to that. It was always a surprise that the person was married, but somehow I would find these unavailable people. Um, And the idea was that if I could just get, and here's the repetition compulsion, if I could just get this unavailable person, this person who has no capacity for me, who's not interested in me, if I could just get this man to love me, then it would finally tell me I was good enough and it would make up for what I experienced with my dad. So I had to go through a lot of pain, a lot of that pattern over and over and over before I could realize that. And it's not something that you just kind of realize once and then it's done. Nope. (laughs) I wish, right? You know, this, this whole process of letting go of that repetition compulsion took a lot of work for me. Um, and it's also why that's included in the eight week program. We have a whole module on repetition compulsion and how to break it because most of us are repeating some kind of pattern and there's an unconscious wish that's connected to that pattern. Most of us are doing that, right? So I knew it was important to include that in the program. And the father wound, another thing that's interesting that I've noticed, and I've seen research on this as well, 
A lot of times a father wound is connected to self-confidence and self-worth and your ability to go out into the world and achieve and be and do. And people who suffer from that lack of that father presence oftentimes struggle to really go out in the world and be confident. Whereas the mother wound, mother is more connected to feeling safe, feeling held and seen and heard and loved. And father's often connected to confidence. Um, And it's interesting, as I began to really heal the father wound myself, my confidence skyrocketed. Uh, That was really interesting for me to notice, right? Like I, of course, I observe myself and my growth, you know, I have to. Um, And I, I can, I can think, I can think back through that transition as I was healing that and being aware of the confidence that I gained in healing that. It's huge. It's huge. And that's actually one of the things that women say when they come out of the programs, they're confident. They've never felt this confident in their lives, you know, and that's, that is such a gift and we're all deserving of that. So what else did I say I was going to talk about? I'm just ranting about the father wound. Um, oh, childhood trauma. Yeah. So that might be another episode. Actually, we might make that a different one, but I do want to just touch on it briefly. And I just want to acknowledge this, whatever kind of trauma you've experienced. And yes, I have experienced trauma, um, emotional and also in the form of loss. I lost my mother at a very young age and that basically had a domino effect into many different struggles in my life. Um, But whenever you've experienced childhood trauma, you have two choices. You can live in it and allow it to impact you and negatively impact your relationships and continue to get in the way over and over and carry it around and let pain become suffering, right? Because pain is good. Pain is part of life. Pain is what makes us strong. When we feel pain and we go through it, it is fucking, sorry for the F word, beautiful. It is. However, what is not beautiful is suffering. When we stay stuck in the pain and we let it determine how we live our lives and we let it determine how we think about ourselves and how we think about relationships, right? So anytime you've experienced childhood trauma, you have two choices. You get to stay in it and let the pain become suffering, or you get to feel the pain and you get to move through it. And I'm someone in my life who avoided feeling the pain for a long time, but I finally let myself do it and I was able to move through. And I'm an example of overcoming childhood trauma. And I know so many of you are as well. And not to say that it's something that you do once and then you're done. I know that it is not a sequential process, that healing from trauma can often be a lifetime commitment, but you get to choose that, right? You get to say, okay, the pain hurts, 
But what hurts more is staying in it and not dealing with it and avoiding it and causing myself suffering. So I just want to acknowledge that whether it is the father wound or the mother wound or both or childhood trauma, that you are able to heal. And it all starts with you acknowledging that you're worthy of that and that it's not fair for you to stay in the pain and to feel suffering, right? And then when you do decide to heal, I hope that you do so with self-compassion for the journey. That's incredibly important. Um, I would not be where I am today without a whole lot of self-compassion. We need that, right? We need self-compassion because that is what allows us to move through. If we approach our healing with self-criticalness and shame, we stay stuck. So we must accept ourselves, offer compassion, and then we move through, right? Um, and I do want to say this, that attachment theory is one of the things that finally for me, when I finally understood attachment theory and I researched it and I studied it and I applied it with the couples I worked with and the singles, and I've seen it over and over and I know how powerful it is. And I've done my own writing on it. And I can just say that that is one of the things that was a huge, huge game changer in my healing journey. And that's also why it's included in the program. I make sure that everything I do is grounded in attachment theory. And of course, we have a whole, whole section on attachment theory. So I share these vulnerable things with you all because I want you to know two things. I want you to know I'm human. I've been through it. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. And if I can heal and get through everything and overcome everything that I've had to go through, I know that you can do it too. So I tell you this because I want you to know that for, you know, it's two things that I'm human that I'm not just a professional. I'm not just telling you what to do because research says so. No, I'm telling you how to do this because I've walked that path and I know how hard it is. And I want to help you. I want to help you down an easier path. I want to give you the map, right? I don't want you to stumble around. I want to give you the map that tells you how to get to where you are so you don't waste time in suffering. Yeah. So, and then the other reason I, I tell you is to give you hope. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not alone. Even if I, you know, I, I have an amazing life. I have amazing relationships. I've overcome a lot. I'm incredibly grateful. Um, but it wasn't always this way for me. And I know that some of you are really struggling and I want you to know that you can heal too. You have to be willing to show up and do the work, but you can do it too. And if you're ready to do that, please reach out to me if you know that, hey, those things that she talked about in that super long, vulnerable podcast episode, <laughs> those things really resonated with me and I know that I need this program 
then reach out to me. Apply, go to the link in my bio and apply to the eight-week program and let's talk and let's see if it's a good fit for you, if it's a good fit for me. And let's do this. I want to help you on your journey. All right, y'all, if you listened all the way till now, you are an MVP. I appreciate you. You are the <laughs> you are the MVP of the LGV podcast. And please shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And you know it, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.